0: Welcome to the NIL Spot Podcast, I'm your host, Dr. Jamira Mitchell. The NIL Spot Podcast is an educational space for student-athletes, parents, coaches, and sports professionals. Here we will talk about the importance of name, image, and likeness. We will also discuss and understand the grind of the student while being a student-athlete and their responsibilities. Join me every month as we go for a thorough analysis of NIL and its prospects for parents, student-athletes, coaches, and brands, as well as the need for athletes, both amateurs and professionals, to grow and sustain their brand. Welcome to the NIL spot. Today, we are going to represent our women as this month is women history month and we're going to take a a time to represent our women that are trailblazers and just doing it big in sports so today we have with us miss monique aj smith and she's going to tell us about herself as i told her before only you can tell your story like you can tell your story so without any further ado take it over miss smith
1: well, thank you, Ms. Mitchell. And, oh, it's Dr. Mitchell. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Mitchell. All right. <laughs> I am uh, Monique A.J. Smith. I'm a leadership strategist for athletic departments, sport organizations, and individuals who wish to advance in athletic administration. And so I also uh, teach sports management courses at Hampton University. And I've had a podcast for nine years called A Chat in the Garden where I interview African-American female athletic administrators every week. Uh, but my claim to fame is I have been an athletic administrator for 30 years. Uh, I graduated from Hampton University, went straight into athletic administration at the age of either 22 or 23, I can't remember which. And uh, and so um, with me uh, being a sports information director is what I, my first entry into this. So I interned with the CIAA when I was a sophomore in college. And then I worked with sports information my junior and my senior year. It just so happens that uh, we hosted the Division II National Championship. So I got a taste of really working. Um, All the students were gone. And so I was like, oh, and then people, you know, the people at Hampton treated me like I worked there. I was like, okay, I like this. Plus, I got i <clears throat> uh, I don't like the word bossy, but I have strong direction for folks to take. And so, uh, I've been like <laughs> that all my life. I was SJ president of high school. And so just exerting leadership, you know, is what I've, I've been able to do. So at St. Paul's College, um, I worked for the very first, um, athletic female athletic director for the CIAA. So we were the dynamic duo. But unfortunately, uh, she became ill after one year of working with her. Um, she developed cancer. And so the second year, she was in chemo and whatnot. So I had to step up and grow up really fast. Um And, um, and unfortunately, she passed the second year of working with me. And um, I went through five different athletic directors. So at 28 years old, I became the athletic director at St. Paul's College, and um, and that was interesting. Um, and then I left to be a Division One compliance director, and then the commissioner said, "Come back home and uh, be the PR director." And I said, "I can't come back and do the same thing I did as an intern." So he said, okay, will you come in and you hire somebody to do what you don't want to do? So that's what I did. I went back to my mother to a young lady that I watched and how she carried herself. And I said, I want, I want her. I know she's trained by the same person I was. And so I was hired one week and I hired her the next. And I was eventually promoted to director of championships, director of governance, and uh, eventually chief of staff. I remained with the CIAA for 13 years. And then until uh, 10 years ago, I left and uh, I became a consultant doing a leadership workshop because the thing I loved, I loved the most about my job with the CIAA was professional development and helping people, especially women, to get the AD job. And so that's what I was really known for. And uh, so with my company, I, already, I was already consulting on Title nine issues. I just took it full time in 2013. Um, I was consulting for the NCAA at first, and then they changed leadership and said that uh they would have to pay you directly, and I was like, Bet, I can charge more. Yeah. So that's what I've been <laughs> doing uh for ten years. Uh March twenty third would be ten years full time entrepreneurship.
0: Wow. So you have just like summed up everything. I love it. I love it. So, you know, with women having to come such a long way in the world of sports from, of course, being denied opportunities to compete and then being told that we're not strong enough to compete and women have just decided, okay, like yourself, there's no road. I'm going to make this road. I'm going to build this road. So how has your experience as a woman in sports been different
1: from your male counterparts, do you think? Well, the the one thing that's kind of obvious, you know, again, I was born in 1967 before Title IX. Right. And both my parents were school teachers. So I was always at athletic events since I was a little girl. My father was assistant principal and that was his duty to be there for all the athletic events. And I just actually witnessed the transformation in the seventies of women just been appointed to coach and may not have known how they weren't the PE teachers and uh it it I just I didn't know what I was looking at number one, but I will tell you this, I saw the Billie Jean King uh tennis match with my own two eyes, yeah, I was excited <laughs> about that. I was a young girl and and so that has always been me. you know, speak truth to power, um, but my main thing, no one ever questions the guy, why are you here? Yes, like with women, it was like, oh, you just wanna. You just want to, you know, get a boyfriend, uh, get a husband, you know, you're not really into this. And uh, so you have to prove yourself and men don't have to prove themselves. And so I spoke at Stillman College uh, (laughs) yesterday and um, I was telling I was one of the first female to do baseball stats and I did it. Without a computer, when I first started, and I had to learn how to do it—the batting average by hand. Yes, yes, And so, even my husband, bless his heart, he—we um, went to go see the movie Forty Two a couple of years ago. We in the movies, you know, about Jackie Robinson. And he proceeds to tell me, "Oh yeah, that's the cutoff man." No, mm-hmm. you telling me? I'm like, all right, score that game then. I mean, okay, center field to, to, to the cutoff man to the catcher. What's that? What's and who, the average? No, what's no, the numbers? No. Give me the numbers. Right. Well, what's the numbers? And then who got the put out and who got the assist? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, because <laughs> <that's, laughs> it's supposed to all balance. You see what I'm saying? Gotta, you got to have three outs. You know what I mean? You can't have more assist than you have put outs. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, yeah. you know. I'm just like, it was there okay.
0: RBIs? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and oh look, let me tell you, now I I love teaching people who don't know the sport because that means you haven't been taught wrong. You if the I don't care if the ball was hit hard. If that ball hits the glove, it's the an error, and it is not a hit. Okay, <laughs> and you don't get a stolen base if the ball passes, passes. the catcher. That's yes. a fast ball. You don't get a stolen base. No. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so I was like, I feel that. So, I mean, but the thing is, I, and another thing, so again, I, I, I was telling you, I just came from Alabama. I had a connecting event. So, when I travel, I try to have people who are my listeners on my podcast, you know, to come meet me. So, we were at a restaurant in Montgomery, Alabama, and a guy came all the way from Birmingham. And again, there's all these women and men walked in. I said, ooh, we don't intimidate you. He says, no, no. And he was an athletic trainer, an older gentleman, right? And, um, and his desire was to be athletic administration. And I said to him, you know, athletic trainers are very much like sports information. You know how to go from one sport to another, how to budget your time and your money and your supplies, and how to give the student athletes the same experience that everybody else had. Right.
0: You know? Right.
1: And so you are really well equipped to be an athletic director. It's just that his settings, he has never been, uh, and he's a black man. And he mentioned that he was always the only black man. And I'm like, well, how do you think it means to be the only black woman? Double my mean, Right. And, and, and I mean, you ask anybody, Shirley Chisholm, all of them. It's been more difficult to be a Black woman yep. than it is just to be Black. Yes, you know, because you're supposed to hold down both. Yes, and you know, for me, I always have been at HBCU. I spent one year and a half at a PWI, and I went to school there. I went to grad school there, and all the resources and everybody was so happy, but the culture is different, you know. It's like when you're in HBCU, it's like being you're a part you know, of the family. Like you, feel yeah, family. and family correct you because they want you yes. to do it. Yes, you know, yes, they want you the other, to be your best. The other, you trying to be written up because you corrected somebody. I'm like, I thought we were here to educate. Okay, so I can't correct. Oh, uh, and then it was, I gave a group project, and I gave everybody the same grade well, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You should allow them to, um, you know, report on the other. I said, oh, so you want me to teach them how to tell a And when they go to work in the workplace, they become a problem because exactly. they're the problem. Oh, the can't doubt. solve the problem. I said, real leaders know how to bring up the, uh, even if it's just they bring the paper to print it on." Okay. You know, I was like, you know, y- y'all teaching the kids wrong and y'all do you. And I'm gonna if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out my way. And I still did it again. Group project, everybody gets the same grade. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I went to Hampton. I was teaching at both places at one time. Mm-hmm. I said, I time for this solutions. <laughs> so
0: despite the progress that has been made, uh, women, as you said, they still have, they face challenges in the world of trying to make sure they hold up especially the black women making sure they hold up the the african-american culture and also making sure that they hold up women in sports so you know how did you overcome it like how did you make sure that everybody was taken
1: care of including yourself (laughs) first hey interesting we we asking how did we overcome okay (laughs) it's the same how they say you know you know, we got Obama as a president. But we going
0: through.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you know, what I'm how saying how like, you like we got Obama as a president, and we have no more racial issues. You know, I mean, I'm like, huh? You know, I mean, my 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 years on Earth, you know, provide some wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I try to do with my clients on my podcast. I have a membership where we meet, like a mastermind. We meet every third Sunday. Um at 9 PM everybody should be okay, you know, got your clothes ready for for Monday and whatnot. And and we and we share that. There there's there's books, there's strategies. You know, people have left a blueprint, you know, I like to say a billboard with some directions. Mm-hmm. And um I'm not trying to say I make it totally easier, but whenever whenever I used to get out in the dumps, I would read biographies of how people navigated and uh so i i am a connoisseur of education like i mentioned my mother is um, a taught librarian my father was an english teacher i was only child so books were my best friend and um and and i was always interested i mean even when it came to can you have it all can you be married you know how do you balance this uh you know i would try to find similar role models. And that's why I'm really big on, you know, what I do. I have a magazine, Significance in Athletics and Sports that highlight not the career path of Black women, but the specialized knowledge, you know, so they can, if they want to go into consulting, you know, they have a pla- a platform, a baseline, you know, if they want to go for a job, this is really good for practicing your elevator pitch you know what are you really known for? You know because in today it's not about how much you know. It's about do you know what my problem is and can you solve it? Yeah. So I don't really spend a whole lot of time. You know, with that I will say with young people I tell my in my class I got girls and my women in my class. I said look I'm gonna be harder when you damn the guys. I'm just telling you right now. That's so all this in the eyes and this soft talking. You'll be eating a So I'm going to get you right, okay? Because if you thought that's how you're going to get it, people like, oh, she's cute, she's nice. And no, that's not going to work. Because it's they're going to eat you a lot. If you're in compliance and you don't have a mechanism to to either say, like with me, these Division One coaches knew more than I did, and I would really have to slow down because I knew if I said yes, I can't go back on it. So um, I would think, I would I would do something real simple as put lotion in my hand and I would just dissolve it. And that would give me my time. By the time the lotion was dissolved on my hand, I would have come up with a thought. You know, and I had already been an athletic director, but I was an athletic director with a team that we already worked as a family. And here I'm in, I'm in, I'm in territory of first, I come from division two to division one. Second, I'm a woman. The person previously was a man, you know, and it was always trying to find and pick me out. And um, it was uncomfortable. And then I was in another conference. That again, we don't do things in the division two way. Again, this doesn't, this is something to me, me, I'll be really being a female. It had a lot to do with my age. You know, I was, I was fairly young.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've always had to navigate those things. But, um, and, and I would say ageism was the first thing. Wow. Cause I, even now I'm 55 and I, I don't look 55. So imagine me being 22 and looking like the kids. And for the listeners, she does not look kid.
0: 55 and she does not have the energy of a 55-year-old.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and so I'm like, you know, I got to prove myself to a president every time. Even when I went to the conference office and, and speaking at the boy meet, you know, they, they kind of discredit me until a female president heard what I said and said, oh, she's been a sitting athlete director. Oh, she has experience. And we're going to listen to her. So, that's another thing. They have been women who have been sponsors for me. They talked about me in the room when I wasn't there. Um, and it been men, you know, Leon Carey. He was big about women. He, you know, he would say, I want you to do something so I said, you want to do what? I want you to add two more women's sports. And I was like, okay, well, I just came from the MIAC and the meIAC has bowling and, um, it works because I was, I was assigned to bowling and I said, we can do that. And just, just today or yesterday, I saw where, uh, I think the governor of, um uh, Maryland recognized Bowie State for winning the conference championship recently. Yeah. And so yeah. I put up there as an administrator to help bring that to the CIAA, that warms my heart. So for me, I always seek significance and not success because success is, des- is described by society but significance is like, what do you leave after you leave this earth and what's still going on? Usually it's people, but this happens to be a program. And so when I brought it to the board to do, I knew that uh, the NCA was going to have a championship if they got 40 teams. So I said, we make it mandatory. We're going to take the NCAA over to the 40. And bowling is already on television. So I'm pretty sure that the national, it'll be on national television. And because we're going to be at a start and they don't have, they don't have uh, conferences or automatic bids, you know, because it, it was Division I, two, three, 1, 2, and 3 all at one. Yeah, all at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, that we were probably guaranteed a spot at the conference championship. And sure enough, we were. Winston-Salem State attended the very first uh, bowl. And I went, I went to, it was in Houston. I went to the very first, uh, national championship for, um, bowling. So for, for me, it's like, you got to find your niche, you know, and that's how I was able to, couldn't could about to touch my experiences. You know, I'm at Little St. Paul's and I got a media guy and I got a, I had a guy that made all conference on four years. Yeah. Played a year, three years, you know, <laughs> you know, like you got to have something that, that's yours and, um, and still now, I mean, I was telling my mother, I said, you know, I guess I'm just made to be one of the first. Because even with this consulting thing, um, it was just recognized by the CIAA. And um, most, because again, I, my, my my age piece, most of the people were already been older. You know, maybe at least like D4 Keys, like 61, I'm 55. And we started together. She started as a volleyball coach in 1990, and I started as an administrator. Um, uh, Ingrid McCree, we're the same age. She just retired as athletic director for North Carolina Central, um, and 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 all of them are considering consulting now, and all of them are asking me, or you know, or, or just even watching how I'm doing it. And so I, yeah, I was the first female. SID the year for the CIAA. I think that was 1992. Uh I was the second class at Old Dominion University. Um for sports management. Um and uh everybody in the class were really athletic trainers. That I I think it was, it was and again it was it was bad. Cause it was like ten African American people. I think only four of us graduated, and uh and and I just I was cleaning up and I saw the guy's name, and I I said I I looked him up on LinkedIn, and I was like I don't remember him. I don't remember me. And uh he's a, a a big YMCA executive in Dallas, and I said, you know, not too many of us made it out, you know. So I'm a real determined person. It's really hard. It's real. I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to be holding on to like a thread when that bull trying to knock me out. I'm I love gonna it. Be, I might be far on the side, but I'm not let go.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so as you know, this is the NIL spot. So, you know, the name, image, and likeness thing. So how, where are you with this and, and how do you feel?
1: What is very very interesting? Cause I was teaching collegiate athletic administration. Um, I think it was two two Augusts ago. Yeah, 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 and maybe two or three. And I told my class, I said, "This is going to be a position. You know, this is going to be a position." The classes, please. I like administration, mm-hmm. and my whole thing is to get kids jobs. Okay. I mean, grades are great. But we're not going to sit here and memorize vocabulary words, no. And it, <laughs> and you don't even know what it looks like when you see it, okay? right? <laughs> so I usually teach compliance because that's going to okay. probably be an entry level position, and or or academics or student development, and like um like with this this academic year. Um, they were just so surprised at these different rules. I was like, okay. So you play football but you don't know the concussion protocol. protocol. So how do you know what you get? Like you, how you know you're getting what you're supposed to be getting if you don't know? So I said, You all gotta do a campaign with some slogans and and, and 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 you know, do a presentation. So like as if you were working for life skills. So that that was this year. Last year, um, I said, We're gonna learn this name, image and lightness. Because, because these were mostly juniors and they were or, or seniors, and I said you can be able to get a job in this because you have an understanding. But because it was so new, all I did was okay. wherever state you're from, you go find out how your state is dealing with it, okay? And then um, you know, for the first discussion, then it was um, then find a Power Five institution to do it. I said because it's. It was just like COVID. It just changed every time you said it. And still changing. And, and, <laughs> yeah. But the thing was, when everybody presented, everybody got educated on 20 schools. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I found a guy, his name is uh, Freely. He's a, a lawyer out of, I want to say Pennsylvania. But he did a presentation. i tell you how you can find it. It's called Behind the Whistle. There's some colleagues of, of mine do the Behind the Whistle podcast and, and, um, and conference. And they did a virtual conference with him about name, image, and likeness. And he said, and that's what I I'm, I'm going to give him his, his props, but this is what I say to all my students, and you can use it on my test. I say, what's the offense and defense of name, image, and likeness? So the offense is make sure you have a good brand. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you make sure your, your social media is clean. Definitely um, the
0: social media clean. <laughs>
1: right. Because uh, that's what lawyers are actually people. I mean, they, I got people trying to get close to me to get to my kids to become their, their agent or lawyer. And i going like, you know, you better get back. Cause I, I'm not playing. It, okay. I can see you and smell you a mile away. Um, and, and, you know, my, my my students, when I tell you where I really believe in it, they're like, why don't you just do it for me? It? I can't do it for you because um, I work on a college campus, and we're not supposed to be involved with exactly. it like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I said, but I can educate you because really, I'm really on the part of entrepreneurship. You know, I, I'm really more about what is, what. just like I do to, with the women about consulting. What are you known for? What can you do Um and then how can you monetize it? How can you put in a package that can be monetized? And I keep telling them, I said, you can go home and have a camp and not do the camp. You see, but you have your name. With
0: but your name is there. So that's your right.
1: name. Right, but, but it's your origin likeness. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but you waiting for somebody at Nike say, come to a camp and i pay you to show up. Don't do your own camp. It it's your own cousin, your old coach, haven't run it. You know, yes. and then sponsors are made to see that you're a real brand. Stop waiting for folks. That stop is, waiting. That to is it. Stop, stop comparing is, yourself. Yes. To everybody yes, else.
0: Yes. I mean, and also I, stop thinking that you have to seek the approval of others before you actually do it. Just think outside of the box. They will
1: come. They, they don't do it. <laughs> but that's what I do with my clients. Because I always say, my clients always say, I never thought of it like that. So I know my students feel like that. Yes. You know, I never thought of it like that. But the other thing, talking about women, you know, because women are socialized for approval, they don't even, I mean, they're really awaiting to be looked at. I'm going like, look at yourself in the mirror. You're a walking, talking billboard for products. These lashes, this hair, mm-hmm. you know, these yeah. nose rings. Yeah. I mean, you know, the like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Like you can rack up, you know, but, but they don't, but they still, you know, and I'm like, okay, but, but I, I can't, but I almost cursed out one, one, one entity. They gave one, it was two, a, a male and a female and they didn't pay them the same. And I didn't know about it until the girl did her presentation on. it. Wow. And, and and mind you, she was a ball player, so she didn't do it the same time everybody else did it. So yeah. I'm in here with just like some like two or three people. Girl, I had a fit. Yes. And, but I will have. tell you I, I will tell you that the young lady, I, I gained a fame because she saw that I really a so then the next fall, she came and brought me um can you look at this? I'm like, girl, I'm not supposed to look at this. I'm not you know? looking
0: at this, <laughs> right,
1: right? But, but I said, but I, I made correction as a teacher, to say these are the things that you should look for. Like, I just be real honest. Um, it was more so, like there was a guy in there, and he read his, and then she read hers. I said, you listen to what he said, and you counter it with that, but she had a farther look at it, and um, and the and the person who submitted it, she was a lawyer, but she came as a consultant, and I told her she could have a lawyer look at it, so I just made some comments really, you know, like uh, it said, like um, it said something like you would reimburse for traveling, and huh. I said, no oh, travel the has pay. to be <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I said travel, I mean, <laughs> Travel will be, had to be approved and it can never be a homecoming and never, never can be graduation, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know? And so, uh, but she didn't go with it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but, but it was interesting. So that's the offense. The defense is to get someone to protect you. Number one, from violations. Number two, the IRS because mm-hmm. uh, oh my goodness, when I told them, even if you get a free product as your payment, that's income. Yeah, and you have to pay taxes cost. on that. Yes,
0: and, yes, based on the cost of the product.
1: Right, and then it, it like man, they were like whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like yeah, 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 And then I'm telling you how many people, even the people who even graduated, because I, I I have a luxury, you know, one of those sport organizations, is Boo Williams, and he has a Boo Williams Sportsplex. And, uh, we use our stu my students to be employees, uh, W nine. Um, you know, I mean, 1099, um, contract. Mm-hmm. And so when I see you need to come get your 1099s, they know what it was. You so.
0: are self-employed, beloved.
1: <laughs> but they, but they, they didn't even know. I mean, these people, somebody, who, I mean, all they doing is keeping scores or, you know, when doing COVID, my students were COVID escorts. You know, because we 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 still we still had a facility open, and we had high school basketball, even though the high school put their name as an AAU team. You know, so yeah. and when I tell you we were busy, man, and look, all my kids were there. You know, spraying, and but what my kids really did was to take the team. We had we had stalls, and and they would go from one place to another, and but it was it was really great because. They had developed where well, we think maybe we should go this way and maybe we should make the the stalls like this. I mean, I said, now, when you put on your resume, you were doing logistics, you know, doing COVID. And so that's what makes me happy. But yeah, so so when it comes to name, image, and likeness, um, there's a book that I continuously promote, which came out before name, image, and likeness. It's called the professionals playbook to avoid the curse by Dr. Well, she's about to be doctored by Tawana Smith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um uh, and I learned a lot. Like in football, you don't get paid until the whistle blows. I mean, you might get drafted and all that kind of good stuff and all that workout you do. Mm-hmm you know, and, and maybe you shouldn't get a house for your mama, maybe because you don't know how long you're going to be there. Yeah, and so maybe you, you should get the a house. Squad. <laughs> right, right, right. And maybe you shouldn't get a house either. Maybe you should just get an apartment, mm-hmm. you know, because you might not be able to get the lease. And who is doing all of that for you? you know, and just because your uncle has a car dealership, he might not be the person to do your taxes. And that so, doesn't
0: mean that you have to make sure that you become all of the sudden a sudden a venture capitalist or an investor for the dealership.
1: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> or look, the
0: face of the brand.
1: But the thing is, she even actually tells you some, well not just her, she she has some real accounts of players, you know, because she was the girl she was a the um Tawana Smith was an agent. And um she gives them the script of how to let the family members down easy. And and I like to say it's the same as if you got a ticket in a different county, right, than than where you live. It's best for you to hire a lawyer that's already in that county. In that county, yes. Who already knows that judge. Yes. So you might be a real good lawyer, real good tax preparer, but you need to have somebody who's expertise in this. Other laws. <laughs> right. You might be from Alabama, but you didn't sign with Detroit. And um, Detroit want their money because you got paid in Detroit. And Georgia.
0: you have to also play Alabama because that's your home state or dependent if
1: you have one. But then but, 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 but but still got to pay Michigan. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah, all of that, all of that. So mm-hmm. that's that's the protection. And so when I, and I have, last semester, I'm like, hmm, 90% of my class students were football players. And so that's my oh, wow. offensive defense you know, and uh, and I said, so how, I said, how can you score on offense? How can you score on defense? You know, and uh, so they, so so they can get it. You know, like the touchdown is, you know, getting the deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. You still got to get
0: the extra point for it too. Yeah. Really. And then the penalty.
1: <laughs> yeah. The penalty is going to really hurt you. Yeah. 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 And so that's, that, that is my spiel
0: on nil i love it i'm here for it i love it so uh, we're gonna go ahead and and wrap it up i'm gonna ask you a few more questions okay that's fine you've like answered all of the questions (laughs) as as we were talking like i feel like i need to go back to to get my master's again in sports business management because i'm here for it all i'll just be a Sports business management time to master. But um, because this was really a real mastermind, like us just coming together and and, and having a time of talking in the NIL spot. But um, what are some advice that you would give to a, a, a woman that's interested in sports? And she's like, I really want to do this. I've, I've tried this. I've tried that. What do I do?
1: Well, I'm going to ask you. Can I coach you? Yes, you can. Okay. So there's a thing about us that are um, not high professionals, but we have a high value for education. There's a book called Playing Big. Okay? You should get this book. It's called Play Big. And so we will delay ourselves because we think we need one more certification and one more this and one more this. And you know, it's like I know, our counterparts, our men, don't give a kitty about that.
0: Yeah, they barely have they're, it.
1: They're, they're going to go ahead and put their name in the hat. Yeah. And and so it's not necessarily things that they do. It's things that we do yeah. that hold us. That. and they literally you know,
0: don't care that they don't have every check on the requirement list they're like oh well i'll just do it and, and see what
1: happens exactly we we really we're adverse to risk um we uh we, we have an approval addiction but here's the thing that i know high achievers that's the word i was looking for high achievers like okay and one of the things that is really detrimental that I see, even for our young, you know, and I, you know, when, and people need to realize too. You t- you looking for mentors and women, but most of the time they up here trying to hold the ceiling from falling on their head, yeah. Yeah. and they don't have time to pull you up, yeah. you know. Yeah. And they, you know when well, she didn't do this, I'm like, was well, she just trying to make it herself? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I have my shingle out that I'm able to do that. That's why I have the podcast, which is free. Nine years time, 52 weeks in a year. You can go listen to that, you know, for advice. But the one thing I see that's really detrimental is the fact that if you're a high achiever, you look, you used to getting those A's and B's. Mm-hmm. You know, And
0: B's don't work in the real
1: world. <laughs> right, because you don't have A's and B's. No. You're not graded. No. You know? And sometimes in some places, even most time in athletes, you may or may not have a um uh, performance review. Yeah. I mean, it it just may not be because the stuff is written plain as day. But you know, but everybody didn't major in human resources and how to deal with people. I mean, just because you're a coach, you know how to deal with your players, it ain't the same as dealing with people. That you know, so you got to be able to not look for uh, approval because that appro- approval is what holds you back. It's it's that perfectionist part, you know? And I'm like, hey, look, this is what I learned from the entrepreneurial world. Again, 10 years. I, I'm at a business conference right now, a uh, uh, women sales conference, because the language and the first thing she's going to do tomorrow is mindset work. Mm -hmm. because that's what I first do I do mindset work first and then I do skill set and so even though it looks admirable that you say I'm gonna go get so-and-so you got a phd you don't need no more education exactly you know I mean like I believe in being a lifelong learner but you don't need to because I'm tell you what else I learned and nothing against phd But when I come here, that's a tax write-off. When you get a PhD, it's not. So you got to make it just, you know, I mean, and and this is, I hate to say this, but having a PhD ain't a a guarantee of a job. It is not. And it's not
0: a six-figure guarantee either of a job.
1: (laughs) No. And so that's why I learned how to make the money. So I can take these jobs as an adjunct and I get paid, oh my God, like speaking this week at these universities, it's like one day of when I get paid all semester for one class. You see what I'm saying? And so those are the kind of things that I'm saying in 2023, so you can do what you want to do. You better learn what you're really good at to have another income stream, because I'm gonna tell you. I just called a girl. A girl. Uh, it was a job, somebody. People always ask me for of the recommendations. So this one, because communication has changed so much that it's hard. People get burned out. So this young lady uh, is a is a veteran in the business, and so I told her, I recommended her yesterday. And then, you know, she was like, well, you know, the money is right. And I'm just like, I'm like, because I always have said, don't follow the money. But then the people tie their money to their work. And that's some bull crap. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, because you're going to go up here and do something for this seven figure or six figure. And you don't like. And be miserable. Yes. And do yes. what you do like. Mm-hmm. and figure out how to supplement that money that you really do want,
0: yes.
1: you know? Yes. And I'm just like, well, I thought this was what you, because again, she asked me, you know, and I didn't respond because again, I've been trying to find money. She didn't invest to, to to put a name, because I with the magazine, I do expert marketing. I help you learn how to package your specialized knowledge and then put yourself out there, you know? And she didn't want to do that. I mean, I get it because she wasn't really, she wasn't working. So I know that you're not working, but yet and still, you're like, and then she says, well, it's 10000 less than what I was making at my last job. Key word was last job. Last job. When was your last job? The last job. Like, you don't have a job now. So, I mean, but you know what thats That's society value system. And you have to unlearn that. Because people ain't going back to work. Because they realize they can't make it without doing the things that they felt that they weren't respected did, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So they're going to go and do, I mean, the, the pandemic created some entrepreneurs. It did. So that's that's where I am right now. I mean, that that's really... Uh, I don't care what age you are, you know, the young people, I say the same thing, you know, just try it, volunteer. I mean, uh, but c- because oof, I get it's a generational situation. You know, the work ethic is different.
0: They not
1: You know, that like I, I, I'm not going to work these <laughs> long hours if I don't get blank. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, the basketball tournament, you get $10 a game. But you gotta work all day, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, okay, I better have another set of people because these people may not come back. That's the why connections I stopped having that. You people. can make though.
0: That's what you have to think about the the overall of it.
1: I mean, I agree with you, but I don't have what is the educational me being a teacher, and yeah. the second of me being in a a uh, manager situation of a tournament, you know. And I have I have watched the behaviors. So what I have done, okay, you got to be here eight. And when you realize that your tongue hanging out, I'm going to have somebody else come, in, come eight in the next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, I got enough folks that you know, I got my veteran people. Then I got the other people here. And because uh, people are different. Like when I was a girl, 30 some years ago, I remember doing homework, uh, doing midterms. Because back then we had computers. It was four of us had to keep stats. Two people for the home team, two people for the business team. And then you go in the back and you make the box score. Mm-hmm. You know? But we were just glad to have the opportunity to say, I'm here. You know? And so, oh, I got one girl. I had to cut off. Every time I saw my opportunity, i begin paid, I I was like, I'm not even looking your way no more. Okay? Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. I mean, but that's how they come in there. And I'm gonna like, I'm gonna take the ones. And then I had another young lady this year. It's my fault. She talked so well in class, you know, about all these great ideas. But she was a freshman, you know. And I was like, but she was just so impressive, you know, when she came with these ideas. And I recommended her. And then when it was the wake of the tournament, and she just looking like, oh, I just had a rough weekend. I said, why would you have a rough weekend when right before you were having your debut, you know, in this area? I said, don't worry about it. Oh, God. I said, you know. And she did not, and again, she's a freshman, she didn't know how to talk to her teachers and say that she had the opportunity. They said she had to be there for mentor. job. And then my upperclassmen that I had, they pledged it, so they couldn't go. I was like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> it's just different
0: (laughs) so Miss Monique AJ Scott as we wrap it up you guys you know you're going to have to come back to the spot you have to come back to the spot (laughs) but as we wrap up this episode can you tell the
1: listeners where and how to follow you Well, I like to talk on LinkedIn that's why I like to engage (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm Monique A. J. Smith there, um, and I and I also have um, my magazines can be purchased from Amazon. It's five of them, um, and I, I'm, I'm celebrating five issues. Uh, but but I'm excited about it because it does highlight different careers as well. I've had I've had a young lady who's been athletic trainer. Young know, lady's been uh, the athletic equipment manager, the former president of the Alliance of Social Workers and Sport. You know that was really interesting. You know about you know about that part. Um, um, on this issue, um, student athlete development. Uh, Janice Hilliard, she has a virtual conference coming up in April. She has an ad in there. Uh, Emmett Gill uh yeah, athlete skill, yeah, 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 you know. So those again, we talk about advice. This is my my gift to the next generation for them to actually see it. You know, um that that that's that's where it is. So to talk to me and then you know to, to kind of talk about, you know, maybe using my services to help you navigate, uh like like I like to say, help you reach your desired destination. You know, just find me there, and uh, hey, uh I do have a store it's called season empowerment dot com so you might be making the PDFs of the magazine there
0: nice, nice well, thank you so much, and we uh, really appreciate that you took the time out while you're traveling to sit down with us and and talk with us about how to navigate our way through and just being a trailblazer as a woman in sports. So thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the NIL spot podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I loved recording it. Please be sure to subscribe so you can get more content. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to your favorite podcast platform and give a positive rating to know more about the show or if you want to reach out and ask questions you can reach me at the nil spot on instagram at the nil spot podcast see you there